0: Hello, uh, this is Pippo Ranci, and we are now in Brussels at the CER um, uh, participating in a workshop on energy poverty. And I have the pleasure of having here with me Professor uh, Stefan Buzarowski of Manchester University, and also uh, he is in charge of the newly set up observatory on energy poverty in Europe, set up by the Commission. So that is uh, a great opportunity to have some clarity on the issue. Uh, Professor Buzeroski, which are, which are the, the uh, goals of this observatory?
1: Okay, well, thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Indeed, so I, I chair the steering committee of the observatory, so my role is more strategic in the observatory. Uh, it's a large consortium of organizations uh, Harriet Thompson, my colleague, manages it, and then we have various, both academic but also businesses and advocacy groups in the observatory. The observatory, basically, it's, like it's meant to be a kind of information hub, basically, for energy poverty. So it's the go-to place. Uh, if you want to find out uh, what the state of um, play is with regard to how widespread the condition is, who is affected by it, Uh, how it is distributed across member states and so on, but also the observatory um, offers all kinds of other data, so data on initiatives to fight energy poverty, uh, also data on um, existing or previous schemes that have been in the area, as well as various resources around energy poverty, publications and so on. So it's a very rich portal, very extensive depository, and I very much encourage people to go and visit the website uh, www.energypoverty.eu. Um, around the Energy Poverty Observatory, and that's, that was one of our initial aims, uh, there is now an increasing community, a, a rising and, engaged and more engaged community of various, again, um, stakeholders so from all of these sectors that I mentioned academia business um, advocacy groups and their online forums events that we organize to catalyze interest around energy poverty
0: well oh, that, that's very interesting and the first uh, uh, the first uh, point that has to be stressed in my view is that this is this, energy poverty is not an issue only an issue of having money to spend no. and reducing tariffs. No. It is much more complicated than this. And uh, even if we had a lot of money, we wouldn't probably solve the issue.
1: Yes, that is correct. So um, energy poverty is not a subset of income poverty. And this is something I've been talk- talking about throughout my research career. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's a complex problem. So even the word poverty is perhaps not the best uh, best term to describe this condition it's a kind of i would say material deprivation so it's basically the a, a, a household's inability to secure an adequate and needed and a level of energy services in the home and by energy services we mean things like not only heating but also um, lighting energy for um, space cooling cooking, appliance services, and so on. So there's a variety of energy uses in the home. Um, And so as such, energy poverty is very much an infrastructural condition. Uh, It obviously has a very strong income price uh, component, but it's also a function of the housing that people live in. It's a function of energy efficiency standards, particularly in Europe, and energy efficiency not just of appliances, but also things like heating systems, um, as and the uh, heat and also of the building fabric. And um, moving beyond Europe, then there's wider factors, questions around energy access, whether a particular energy resource or energy carrier is available. It's also the case in some European countries, not in all, uh, with some kinds of energy carriers. So you can say that it's a, it's a very multi-dimensional problem, but the end consequence of the problem is clear, sure. and it's the situation in which people end up in poorly heated homes, poorly lit homes, poorly cooled homes if the if the climate is hot or yeah, the weather is hot. Um, that's
0: it, a growing. That's a growing. It's meeting. a growing
1: problem in Europe, indeed. And you also have things like again moving beyond Europe, but not always uh, inadequate facilities for cooking. Uh and so on. So, there's a a variety of of consequences, we can see the consequences, they're visible, but the causes and the pathways are context dependent, so they're dependent on the particular geographical, institutional, political setting.
0: So, you expect that from the work of your observatory there will be suggestions to the lawmakers,
1: or maybe
0: to the other actors, like companies?
1: We work at the European Union level so obviously a lot of these policies due to subsidiarity are member state policies. However we do issue general recommendations and again if you go to our website we recently published a report on the state of energy poverty in the European Union and you can see there some recommendations. My my general hope also is that people will go, will see, will explore the website, those who are in charge and Um, define the policies and move forward with policies themselves. Uh, We are are mainly a resource for people to make these decisions. Uh, Because I have to also say, and this is again, I'm speaking more here as a researcher, not necessarily as someone who um, is undertaking this particular project, but uh, the solutions to energy poverty are political. So they require political Mm -hmm. will. And they uh, are framed in political terms uh, because it's so multidimensional. The kinds of political choices you make will also determine the kinds of groups you will um, help or support. So indeed, there needs to be political will and there needs to be um, political, um, uh, not just political will, but political action to solve the problems. And that's something we cannot do.
0: But sure, but uh, political might be understood as just top-down. We expect national governments, member state governments, to solve the issue, and perhaps there is also uh, uh, a large room for initiatives bottom-up, and uh, examples, good examples, be imitated. Or do you do you agree with this?
1: I agree, of course, that there is room for what, yes, for what you might call bottom up. I mean, a lot of uh, the policies, a lot of the solutions are local, so they are at mm-hmm. the level of local government. Yes. Uh, so if that is a kind of bottom up, I suppose there are there are solutions that that can be uh, or policies that can be undertaken at every level of government. I think, however, that energy poverty is a systemic problem. It's a problem that requires investment, first of all, investment in the housing stock, investment in energy efficiency, investment in energy infrastructure. And it also requires regulation, Uh, regulation to, for example, prevent disconnections, regulation to ensure that adequate energy efficiency standards are met. So yes, we can do a lot as citizens and we can pressure those who are in charge to make decisions, but but the real power to solve the problem lies in the, in the actors who have the means of investment mm-hmm. to solve the problem. And so there, I think, um, the role of national government, the big companies, but also, of course, local, regional government is crucial.
0: Thank you very much, Stefan. Professor Buzarovsky, I hope that uh, the activity of this observatory will produce a really leap forward in, this, uh, in Europe facing this issue. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you.